Crater Lake is rich with history, probing to a depth of nearly 2,000 feet with a history of mysterious disappearances. Disappearances, murders, and suicides have graced the scenic views. Like the story of Charles McCuller, a photographer who mysteriously disappeared in 1974, never to be seen alive again. Along with the normal horrors, the lake has had its share of paranormal occurrences. UFOs have been spotted, cryptids have been reported, and there may even be an underwater creature submerged in the depth. One of stop-motion experts Willis O'Brien's first encounters with paleontology was when he acted as a guide for fossil hunters in the Crater Lake region. Combine that with the infamous 1901 fossil expeditions, and you have all the great makings of a monster movie setting. There's only one issue. This week's movie, The Crater Lake Monster, takes place in a different crater lake. For some reason, they chose the California Crater Lake and not the Oregon Crater Lake. So you may ask yourself, what interesting things have occurred in California's Crater Lake? The answer is nothing. Nothing. At all. It doesn't even have a Wikipedia article. The most I could find was vague details about the trails. So location is not the movie's strong suit. The Crater Lake Monster is a 1977 movie, stay near Star Wars, remember that folks, by Crown International Pictures. Crown International Pictures specialized mainly in B-movie drive-in flicks, so you have movies with the following titles. Dracula's Dog, Orgy of the Dead, Super Chick, and The Pom Pom Girls. As such, Crater Lake Monster is firmly in B-movie territory, or at least it would be if not for the fact that they opted to do virtually zero post-production work on the film. As it is now, the Crater Lake Monster is a true Z-grade picture, showcased best in a series of day-for-night shots that no one in the editing process tinted. As such, you have actors looking directly into the sun, squinting their eyes, and remarking that it's a beautiful night. Directed, and produced, and written by William R. Stromberg, the film ran into trouble early in the production when the budget got cut dramatically by Crown. The movie involves a meteor crashing into a lake, causing a long-dormant dinosaur egg to hatch, a plot which would actually be used in quite a few B-grade monster movies, and even another one featuring a plesiosaur-esque dinosaur. While Dinosaur Nuts will recognize that this movie does not feature any dinosaurs, as of course the Plesiosaur and the Loch Ness Monster and all of those creatures are technically aquatic reptiles, the screenwriters don't know that, and as such, they just keep saying dinosaur. Anyways, the rebirthed beast wreaks havoc on the small rural community, eating cattle, scaring wealthy gamblers, and causing general havoc. This is intercut with a lengthy segment of a liquor store robbery and two bumbling idiots trying to sell their boats. It is a mess of movie, but one cannot help but be charmed by it. The main character, Steve Hansen, is played by the film's writer, or one of them, the other writer being the director, Richard Gardella, who has no other credits to his name. His experience making Crater Lake Monster most likely contributed to his absence from cinema afterwards, as he is quoted saying the following, Crown International was part of the financing, and they just screwed up everything. They pulled their support for some key scenes that would have explained a lot and plugged some of the obvious plot holes, added a canned score that really sucked, and turned it over to some hack to edit. The asshole didn't even use a fade or dissolve in the whole freaking picture. The majority of actors in Crater Lake Monster only appear in this singular movie. However, there are a few very crazy standouts. All the standouts are people who acted or were behind the scenes, but all of them would have things to do with special effects in the future. David Allen is probably the most famous member of the special effects animation team and probably the most well-known of the bunch. He did a lot of work for Full Moon Pictures, 
so we're talking like Puppet Master, and I believe he did the first four Puppet Master movies, Subspecies, and we will talk about his work a few times in the future. He worked on Hammer Dinosaur Flick, When Dinosaurs Ruled the Earth, Equinox, The Day Time Ended, and Cue the Winged Serpent. Alan passed away in 1999, but his work lives on with the upcoming project called Primeval, which was a film he put his heart and soul into prior to his passing. Actors Mark Siegel and Michael Hoover would go from acting to special effects as well, with some majorly crazy titles between them. There is a handful of very famous Star Wars pictures in that list. Miniature builder for the film, John Berg, was involved in Star Wars that same year. Many of these names would go to define the special effects era, and for nearly all of them, this was their start or this was their, like, second movie. This movie even has a direct connection to Jurassic Park itself in that the legendary Phil Tippett was another uncredited miniature builder. For a no-budget cheesy monster movie, it had a huge impact, and it was a massive hit on the drive-in circuit. That's a little bit about the movie, but let's talk about the dinosaur breakdown, or in this case, the aquatic reptile breakdown. And this is, again, another segment that's basically like, I don't agree with the synopsis and what everybody says on Wikipedia or in the BVD back or anything because they all call the Crater Lake Monster a plesiosaurus. And while it's clearly fills in within that subgroup, which is plesiosauri, or there's a few different names, people can just say plesiosaur and it can be like a whole subgroup. I think the Crater Lake Monster, he's a bit too much of a beefy boy. He's got a, he's much thicker, he's fatter, and he's got a shorter neck. And that neck is like ripped, man. Like that neck looks like the rock. The jaws don't exactly match a plesiosaur either because he looks a little more crocodilian. Instead, after some research, I think that it's a Romaliosaurus. The Romaliosaurus fossil was first discovered in 1848. However, even then, they thought it was a plesiosaurus. And it was finally properly named in 1874 by Harry Seeley. It is the largest marine predator and actually fed on many other plesiosaurus species. So this guy's pretty big and pretty vicious. They were around from the early to mid-Jurassic period. Now, the history of this guy is a little bit complicated because there have been a crazy amount of different species that were once called a Romliosaur, and then they were like, oh no, this isn't. Oh wait, Romliosaurus is a whole different subspecies. There's a lot, just know it was a thing. And it's uh, it's pretty interesting to go into. I will link, there's a pretty good um, part on Google Arts and Culture where they to, when they do a showcase of the Natural History Museum in London, and they actually have like a really cool idea, and they recreated some sequences in virtual reality using the Romliosaurus as what it's uh, their template. So, Jason, that's the story. Yeah. But what did you think about the movie? Um. Well, just to, just before I, I get into that, um, I thought because like I'm not really sure they nailed down what kind of animal they were going after, right? Because there's a moment when the sheriff comes and is like, "Hey, it looks like a crocodile with flippers," which it clearly doesn't in the film. So maybe I don't know. Maybe they just yeah, because um, the, cro- the crocodile the clearly like hand puppet work or whatever is in the in the pool. I'm guessing it's in a pool, right? Where it's showing like the close up of it doesn't look like the same mouth shape as like you see it in um see it in the full form you know right right yeah it's a little it's a little interesting in that regard i thought maybe um, maybe they thought of doing like a leopleriodon or something like that you know because that sort of maybe, looks like an alligator with flippers yeah they could have also um, been going like maybe a mosasaur if they're yeah. like because like that's like the big big boys although like i don't think you could fit one of those in a lake those things are supposed to be like massive the best like the yeah. best i i spent a lot of time looking at different plesiosaur skeletons to kind of like get the best idea and just the size 
size of the Romulosaurus. Like it looks like it's the one that could actually like fit a human in its jaws right. and can, you know, could like whip a weird redneck guy like back and forth and it would probably die if someone drew, drove like a backhoe into it. So <laughs> I mean, it seems to fit. Uh, before we get too far though. Sorry, sorry. Um, I'm going to say, well, like um, all my life, um, people have described to me like why they watch reality television, which is like you can just watch it and I don't have to think about anything and I find it enjoyable and I never have understood that until this moment. Um, Crater Lake Monster is just that for me. It's so enjoyable to watch. Uh, it's stupid. I don't have to think about anything really. Uh, and some of the monster you know, work here, I'm not surprised at the caliber of um, creature effects people and miniature work that are part of this film because that stuff's really great. Like, it really holds up in a lot of ways. Um, you know, yeah, it's, it's cheesy, the way it's framed and things like that, but it, it's still, like, the monster just looks dope. I'm be honest. It does. You. It definitely does. And again, like, they got screwed on this movie pretty hard, it sounds, like, especially in, like, their pre-production and, po- well, post-production more than anything. Um, when you're talking the editing, um, the editing mess up, like I, uh, the editing messing up this film, like I kept thinking there's this, there's a moment early on in the film where they're talking about the monster and they're like, well, what's, what's going to happen? And then someone starts speaking like it's completely and it's hard cuts to somebody else that finishes <laughs> the sentence. It's literally, it's literally the scene from Austin Powers where they just keep making penis jokes, but keep cutting to different people, but it's like yeah. to finish a scene. It's yeah. insane. Yeah, pretty much. That, that that part especially is nuts. I, I would also say that, so w- one of the unfortunate um, issues is that the effects did not get properly, like, because they didn't do mm. anything in the post to, like, make oh, the, the like yeah. make the effects, like, go uh, better and, like, fit into the shot better. Because, again, when there's something supposed to be day for night, they didn't, as, they didn't focus as hard on making sure that you could not immediately tell where, like, the the inserted of the dinosaur begin so i i I would say though like your comments i think that your comments fit to where the movie fits in history though because this was a massive success at drive-in theater i believe it yeah i'd watch this movie with like um a ton of beer every night if i could at the drive it'd be a ton of fun like yeah like that 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 would be massive massively uh an enjoyable experience Um, speaking of the lighting my favorite um like the 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 fact that like you know i I think this film is infamous for the fact that like people say it's nighttime but it's clearly day right uh throughout this film like if you look up this film that's probably the first thing people will talk about and the best example of that the one that i laughed at the most is there's the scene with these two kind of <laughs> cosmopolitan um show people i guess that's what they are supposed to be they're like vegas show um i don't know what they're supposed to be they're dance singers dan- i don't know um i don't think that's really clear but then they take they rent a boat and go out in the lake and it's clearly daytime and the and his uh girlfriend is like look at those stars and it's clearly pure daytime and there's just like Five beats where they're just looking up at the sky, and admiring he's like, the stars in the middle and he's of the day. like squinting because like <laughs> it's clearly hurting his eyes to like look up at the sun. Like it's so. It's I watched so that amazing. scene roughly twenty three times and it's, laughed every single time. It it's so amazing. Funny. It's yeah. absolutely amazing. So one of the first ways. So I first bought this movie years and years ago like it was in like a bargain bin and it's like a double feature blu-ray from like mill creek which had crater lake monster and galaxina Ooh. on it and galaxina i haven't watched yet but galaxina is a ripoff of barbarella um so it's a barbarella ripoff with this movie and like i basically bought it because i was like oh there's a dinosaur on the cover by the way have you looked at the poster for this movie Oh, yes, 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 yes. That's a fucking T-Rex. What is that? That's insane. Like, like it doesn't, it's not, it's so weird because if you would think that this would be like Nessie exploitation or something, right? Like, you, why would you not sell the fact that I it's like a... I just don't think they knew what they were going for. They, you know what? You're, you're probably right. They probably made that before they even made the movie. Like they, or right. they made it during the movie. Like, they just made the poster and they just hired some guy to make it. Or they had, like, art from something else that they repurposed. Like, it's there's a, there's a lot of possibilities. It is a good-looking 
poster. But um, I didn't actually watch this movie until there's a podcast I listen to called Tokyo Lives, where they mm. like are all constantly talking about giant monster movies, and they talked about it, and they brought up that day for night scene, and I was like, oh man, I have to see this movie. And then, like, I put it on and I was just, like, mesmerized by this thing. And this is, like, the second time I've watched this in this year alone. So, like, I've already endured this mm. film twice. And it's amazing. The last time I watched it, the most recent time, is... So, uh, Tokyo Lives, that podcast, and a whole bunch of other giant monster podcasts, they've been using Discord to host these, like, screening events called Kaiju Quarantine, where they basically just, like, get a whole bunch of, like, godzilla and giant monster podcast together and they 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 live stream a whole bunch of movies and they recently they had one that was basically titled trash mountain where like they just were keep escalating the next higher levels of trashy movies and this was this was in there and it was such a blast to watch with people especially when there was like guys who were watching it who hadn't seen the movie yet so when like the day for night stuff happened they just like lost their shit on the live stream and it was absolutely hilarious (laughs) so good so yeah it just proves just like how how much this this film really does fit in that group setting if you're like to watch this with friends it's just like undeniably a blast i would say yeah it's great it's really great like um i'm i'm really glad i mean i don't know how this missed the mst3k treatment but i'm it glad got, it did it got like, a riff tracks but like oh, it okay. recently but like recently so yeah. like it's a recent discovery um so yeah it's not it, it hasn't it did not get the original mst and again you're yeah. right like i'm kind of amazed because this seems like exactly the type of movie that yeah. they would have riffed you know what i mean right yeah totally um i think it's perfect for the but i'm kind of glad they didn't because i'm you know if that was the case that's like probably the most the easiest way to be able to see this film and it's nice to be able to see this film without any like someone talking over it do you know what i yeah, mean yeah and i and um, you also you also like i think you'd lose something because i think it would be so overexposed in a bit right. of in like in a little yeah. which like again the, no fault no fault to mst but um unfortunately because that that is reasonably popular amongst like a lot of people that we know uh, a lot of jokes can get pretty worn out pretty quick from mm-hmm. uh, from mst mm-hmm. which are kind of ruin some of the movies we will be covering i i would say there's at least four or five movies in this time period that we'll definitely be covering that have had mst uh treatments but i probably won't watch the mst treatments uh just because i like to watch them as is and i think this movie is is just entertaining as is but um yeah i am a little surprised that they missed this one because i can't imagine that like it cost much to license crown international pictures right like right i'm i would really love like a a really like kick butt like scream factory blu-ray on this one because like there has to be a there's a whole bunch of people you can interview for one like i would love to talk to phil tippett and see what does he think about this movie or the guy who plays mitch one of the two bumbling dorks he i briefly mentioned him in the the rundown but that guy is mitch they are yeah uh, they're my heroes yeah you're you're one two true true loves um (laughs) they the guy who plays mitch is doing special effects for marvel movies right now that's insane yeah it's insane it's insane can you imagine like you're just like on the set and you just look over and you're like, wait a minute, is that the motherfucker from Crater Like Monster? Like, and then he would like just look at you and he'd be like, how on earth do you know that movie? Arnie is so mad right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Arnie is Arnie, so Arnie mad. ain't working and he's mad about it. No, Mitch no. Is collecting that sweet, sweet Disney pay. <laughs> so maybe no, maybe they're not living in. Uh, they're not living anymore together in um, that junkyard, exposed junkyard, with um, every animal known to man. Yes, yes. <laughs> drinking uh, out of a jug. Drinking out of a jug. Wine oh. out of a jug. And they just get hammered, and then there's that scene where they just wander through the like the woods, drunk for like ten minutes, like. I'm it's, a- yeah it's so long yeah. it's so long sorry go ahead <laughs> no i mean i mean 
man, like it is, um, it is something. They, they're like, we're going to go to a dance, you know, um, <laughs> they jump on a bow and then they never make it quite to the dance, um, you know, and they get into a little, little fight until they find a mask floating in the water. And then the, my favorite part is the sheriff is just like sitting in the, the sheriff for some reason is just driving around in a field. And just happens to see them fighting. Yeah, it's a it's a thing that happens. Do, what do you think about that 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 mask, aka that that's supposed to be like a beheading? Uh, oh, what it's clearly th- like a mask on like a mannequin head. Oh yeah, hundred percent. How, how convinced were you that that guy was a senator? Because it was supposed <laughs> to be that fisherman from earlier. Like you yeah, see, like this fisherman, rape, yeah. and he's in like full like classic fisherman gear. Right, and he's supposed to be like a senator who goes to this who who goes to this lake and got eaten by a dinosaur. Well, I'm really glad you did that. Um, you know, my log up front to clear up where this was supposed to take place because I was fully convinced this took place in like deep the deep south of the United States, and because of the characters, until the, they were like, "Oh, we're just driving between L.A. and Vegas." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> This is in California? Like, I had no... I really thought this was it's, the it's, deep south. It's such and a weird... The 70s, but... It, it's, but it's such a weird vision of California, right? Like, this is a weird look at it that I've, I don't think I've ever it's seen the 70s. before. Um, again, no, it is the 70s. That That's that's right. Um, it's just very much uh, a rural and laid-back version. <laughs> and, you know, I feel like if, if this were to take place nowadays, they would at least have to, like, play up some more L.A. stereotypes that I think... Oh, they, yeah, just I think, be, like, wine country. You know what I mean? This yo, would be like... Oh, goodness gracious. I would love to make the Return of the Crater Lake monster and, like, Mitch and Arnie have created, like, a boutique winery That'd somehow. <laughs> I would love it. That'd be, that'd be amazing. The Crayer Lake Monster eats somebody while they're stomping grapes. Amazing. Oh, man. That would, be, that would be brilliant. That would I, be brilliant. Um, I also really loved, and I'm glad you brought up the police shootout because it's so <laughs> out of left field. Like, this guy just rolls up. I'm like, am I, you know, this isn't the easiest movie to find. So, like, when I watched it, I was like, maybe this, this is bad. Like, this is a bad version. I thought I was watching a different film in the middle of it because the guy just runs in. To get liquor. Yep. I think it starts with him at home running out of liquor. Yeah, yes, And then getting yes. his keys and getting a gun and getting in his car. I'm like, oh, this guy's going to get eaten by the monster, right? Like, that's what I thought was going to happen. No, what happens is he goes to the liquor store and robs it with a gun now, for just the booze. Now, did you notice that at that liquor store, there is a standee that features a variety of t-shirts, no, please. One of the t-shirts is a bunch of pictures of alcohol, and it just says booze. <laughs> oh, God, I need That's that That's it. And I'm like, I want that shirt. That booze. is hilarious. Yeah. Like, who goes to one? Who goes to a liquor store to buy a shirt, for one? Uh, two, two uh, why would you buy one that just says booze? Listen, Andrew, this is the 70s when you have a <laughs> bunch of quaaludes in you. It just seems like a good idea, I guess. You know what I mean? I um, guess. I, you know, and I lost my mind when that woman was just standing there holding a bag, and she's like, oh, and he just turns around and plugs her. He just fires right into her. Yeah, you're like, oh, damn, that escalated quickly. And like, <laughs> he runs out of the liquor store, gets in his car, and the sheriff just pulls out his gun and starts firing wildly into, like, a crowd of people. And I'm like, this is the most realistic thing. Oh, okay, well. In, in this film. It is, but... <laughs> To be fair, the sheriff does not hunt him down or show up at the scene. The sheriff is at a diner eating food, and then he sees this guy. He thinks he looks suspicious for some reason. There's, like, no established reason why he thinks this guy looks suspicious-looking guy, though. He is a bit of a (laughs) suspicious-looking, suspicious Aloysius, but... Um, but he, he goes out and confronts him and that's when he starts firing at him. And then the, the amazing sequence happens where there's like a chase scene. Somebody goes off of a, like goes off of a cliff, like the robber, like ditches his car off of a cliff. And then there's like a shootout and then the monster shows up and you're like, oh, right. This is a monster movie. Cause the monster just goes and eats the dude. I mean, if you are, um, eating at a diner and you're a cop and you look over and you see Dennis Hopper from Easy Rider <laughs> running out of a liquor store, you're no, going to no, be no, suspicious. No. no, no, you don't understand. The liquor store? Nowhere near this <laughs> no, diner. He just senses him. 
He, this this liquor store is in like a different county and he drove from that county to this diner to eat <laughs> and then this situation happens so like the because the film is edited so poorly you would think that the liquor store is right beside the diner yeah but, that's my thought yeah yeah but no and one of the only trivia on imdb is about the make and model of the car and I was like, why would I care about what car got thrown off of the cliff? Well, we're nerds. We don't care about cars. But I mean, that's fair. That, that I'm, I'm sure that the people watching Crater Lake Monster <laughs> want to know exactly what kind of car was being driven. People in America this. in the 70s were all about cars. <laughs> all about cars. All about cars. Um, so have you seen a lot of other Nessie movies? Um, I've seen a few of them. Um, I'm trying to think of. Um, uh, I'm trying to think there's, of Nessie there's, movies. There's um, some that are like heartfelt. There's a, there's a few that like try I've to like seen free Willy like, this bitch. But yeah, there's like a no, mid '90s movie like Magic and Me or something like that. That's like a Nessie movie. I've seen that. Right. Right. Um, I've seen. Uh, I definitely have seen is. Oh, no, no. I was thinking Baby, but that's like a brontosaurus, right? No, yeah, that's yeah, that's like a brontosaurus movie. Uh, although, um, like, Long Necks, I mean, it, it fits. There was, like, the, there are a few. There's one called The Loch Ness Horror that I haven't mm-hmm. seen, but it has an amazing, amazing poster, which means it's probably really bad, but I really, <laughs> really want to see it. It's, like, one of those movies that I would have totally fell for in the video store era. And we'll mm. definitely be covering it. Um, one which I'm... Pr- Jason, are you down to be my Nessie guy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay, uh, because uh, yeah. there is a movie that I need to figure out how I'm going to have to get to you because it's not anywhere in the States. But it's from the same period. It's a 70s Japanese movie called Di- The Legend of Dinosaurs and Monster Birds. By the way, it features neither there are no because no, it features a like a pteranodon okay. and a uh, like a literally plesiosaur mm-hmm. and it has the most like 70s disco soundtrack of like all time and it's like 70s disco while this this dinosaur these two dinosaurs are like going at it to like kill like it, it's for a while like you don't know which one of them is evil turns out they're both well they're both animals but like they're spoiler it, alert there's a whole bunch of like killers and you're just like oh is somebody like is there a person involved or like how are these people they're dying framing the, the, they're ways? framing the pteranodons yeah i don't know <laughs> and then and then and then <laughs> the end the of the movie it just like features the two like have like an all-out duel and it's uh it's pretty amazing nice dude nice it's pretty amazing it's pretty amazing yeah but other than that, like there, are, there have been a variety of canceled Nessie projects because Toho and Hammer Films are actually going to team up to do a seven. I believe it was in the seventies. Uh, they are going to team up to do like a big, big budget um, Nessie movie, which would have been real cool. But it unfortunately got canceled. So it it's something where Nessie and like and like plesiosaur esque. Uh, dinosaur reptile aquatic reptiles you would think there would be more movies because it's a it's like pretty ubiquitous as far as cryptids go it goes like sasquatch and then nessie i would say probably um and there's a bajillion bigfoot movies there's a whole bunch there's a whole bunch of them but for whatever reason the Nessie movies are a little a uh, little harder to come by. I guess it's it's a little bit so unless you have like a skilled team, like it's hard to do this as as like a suit because it's a lot of water water based stuff. Yeah, so like if you're doing like practical a, yeah. if you're doing like practical effects back in the era, it's it would be really hard to do a lot of the water stuff that would be required to like operate like a Nessie suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is why this film works out so well with the uh, like the stop motion effects, right? 
I guess, but you have like a ton of crocodile movies and stuff like that, right? Like, doesn't uh, it? That's true. That's true. Like you have like Placid and all that stuff. You'd think but, like, that could uh, easily. Yeah, no, you're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I guess I guess it depends on whether or not they're going for a Jaws ripoff or not. Cause like the the, the crocodiles in those movies don't really do much. They like open their jaws and then people fall mm. into their jaws and then they swim away. <laughs> like yeah, 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 yeah. Like even in Jaws, the shark does not do a whole lot. Like it does the most it does is flap its its literal jaws at the end right. and just bite a dude and get stabbed. Um. So I guess it, and maybe it's just like the amount of moving pieces. Although I mean, like, mm. who knows? I mean, I'm just surprised more schlock people didn't do it. But I guess there wasn't any big budget movies that had a Loch Ness monster for people to rip off. Because that's kind of, especially back in this era, that's kind of how we got a lot of these B movies, mm. right? Um, which is why there's such a, which is why it's kind of hilarious that this podcast cutoff point is Carnosaur, the ripoff of Jurassic Park that came yeah. out months before jurassic park that is uh that's kind of hilarious. i've seen that movie yeah i i have too unfortunately and now you know what also features heavy machinery to, to kill the monster oh man the end of this movie is so dumb like, <laughs> it's so bad it's so bad i, I... love Arch- arnie's death i love oh. that so much because he Mitch... just like crying with his back to him and him repeating the freaking line what's the line he repeats at the end of the movie he he there's a callback to um the moment earlier that's completely nonsensical and oh, I, can't... I i just try to remember because like my brain the only thing i see is that stop motion puppet picking up that redneck throwing him around and then throwing him back on the ground and then the, oh my goodness and, like, what a bad death, by the way. Like, what a bad death for the plesiosaur. Like, what a bad, bad death. Like, he just gets rammed once with, like, a truck. Like a hoe. What does he get rammed with? It's like a, what is like a, what do you call that? It's like a backhoe. Yeah, right? it's like a backhoe. He just gets, like, slammed with that once, and then he's just toast. You're just like, oh, okay, that's weird. It's hilarious because, like, in the research for this, I was uh, I was a little surprised to see that there is in the Oregon Crater Lake. They literally think there have been stories of like a Nessie type creature being spotted. Well, that was I was gonna ask you because you mentioned all those um, disappearances and stuff. Yeah. So why on earth did they just like you could have just said this was oregon and like nobody would have been the wiser there's nothing that's like again we were talking about how it's not super california so i don't know why they wouldn't have done that because again there's a lot of uh there's a like there's like a whole bunch of stats on bigfoot sightings and there's like higher concentration of bigfoot sightings in that area there's been a number of like very famous like ufo sightings and ufo videos that have been released like around the crater like region there is a there is like multiple reports of like five it's a sea serpent is what like it's described as so it's like it sounds like it's like supposed to be like a water dragon um now again it's probably just a log but i mean anyways but they, see, they... The, the downside of a sea serpent though is um it can't get out of the water really right yeah, so you really are stuck in the water. For the, you know, like with the whatever this is supposed to actually be, you know, um, some kind of plesiosaur, it does have the benefit of being able to get on land and get back in the water, right? I, I mean, yeah. I mean, like, I feel like the actual dinosaur would not would not have. I don't think the dinosaur just beaches itself and then goes back. Like, I don't think that'd be how it works. Because, <laughs> like, I feel like once it got to land, it would actually be like a. Uh, a beached whale like it would not just be able to go back and go like well you see what happens when it gets on land it gets backhoed in the neck you know hey, hey man it, it hunts it hunts though like it takes out so many like cows and people and it's pretty impressive like that has to be a stealthy stealthy dinosaur like how oh, did it totally. get over that fence not wake up that farmer and like not have any of those cows just like freaking the hell out when they got eaten by it's, it's up on its uh flippers just tiptoeing <laughs> over to the... your tip flippers like it's like tiptoeing around on its flippers uh but yeah again like i don't understand the 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 choice of the california crater lake 
I guess. that That's one of my, the weirdest thing. There have been a number of blank lake monsters uh, that have, like, happened throughout the years. Apparently yeah, there is Ogopogo, supposed to be... Right? Well, yeah, Ogopogo, um, but as far as movies go, there is supposed to be coming out soon, which is supposed to be, like, a parody of a monster movie, and it's called, like, the Lake, the lake Michigan Monster, um, which is supposed to be pretty good, and it's supposed to be, like, a pretty serious, like, lake monster movie, but it takes place in Michigan. I wonder if this is maybe one of the main films that it's going to kind of be doing a send-up of, because the naming convention alone, but... It seems like it's a pretty good thing to just, like, paste, like, the blank, blank monster. <laughs> if you, Jason, could set a monster movie in any lake, what lake would you choose? Any lake? Yeah. You gotta have the blank lake monster. I mean, um... I guess if I was going to have um, to choose a lake, maybe like, um, I mean, I guess you could really go with the Great Lake, right? So maybe like Lake Ontario. Oh, it has to be in the U.S.? Like Lake Ontario. Yeah. Well, I, why would I say that? Or Lake Superior. Right? Yeah, Lake Superior, Lake, the Lake Erie Monster. Like, again, yeah. I'm surprised that hasn't been done. Which is why I guess like Lake Michigan is it works so well. It's just it's just a very surprising fact that they have not made monster movies because again those lakes all have like huge histories to them, right? Like there are ghost tales, there are again cryptid sightings. There's all of that stuff at most lakes, just not the Crater Lake in California. Don't really get it. I don't really get it. Are there any other standout scenes that you really want to dig into uh, as as we're kind of winding down, Jason? Oh man, there's there's so so many. Like I I really could pick any scene from this movie and talk about it for days. Oh, you know what I want to bring up while you while you're thinking about that? Yeah, the movie starts with them going into a cave and seeing a cave painting of the plesiosaur being awoken by a meteor. They see a cave painting of that, which means this is just a thing that happens in this lake every once in a while. Like, what's the deal with that? They yeah, don't bring that up ever again. We didn't even talk about the 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 fact that a comet wakes this thing up, right? Well, first of all, it starts with them going in and finding a cave painting and being like, "Ha ha, a cave painting, proof that dinosaurs existed with men." Oh yeah, I forgot that that was what. The and you're like, um, I guess, but they could have also. By just that been logic, like... that means that the horse duck fucking person that my daughter drew this <laughs> afternoon <laughs> is real. Hey, hey, that could be a new cryptid. Be aware. <laughs> you you just start selling that. Sell that to Discovery Channel. Half man, half platypus. Half man, half <laughs> platypus. This week. On Platter Hunters or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you talking about? What yeah, about? I don't know. Like, he could, it, that could have just been, like, the Jim Lee of of that era. Like, it could have been, like, there could have been, like, a cool, hip a cave painter who's like, yeah, kids, yeah. want to see this cool stuff? But, of course. And uh, then you get these jackasses who are like, oh, there's proof that dinosaurs existed with people because somebody drew one. And then there's just a cave-in. Is there not just a cave-in? <laughs> I feel like there's a cave-in and they're gone. Like, it's just like a cave-in and then it's It gone. is another wonderful, um, you know, non-filtered um, scene. <laughs> the dude comes running up and is like, I gotta show you what we found! And it, can't you wait? Why does it always have to be at night that you come over here? And it's like broad daylight. Um, <laughs> and then it's just like the only the only time that that entire segment comes back into light is when there's like the one, like the, the dude scientist and like the female scientist. And she's like, wait, remember those cave paintings? We just had a meteor land in the lake. The meteor must have warmed up the water, allowing long dormant eggs to hatch. Whoa, it is possible. No, they said that there was, if there was an egg that was fertilized. Oh my God. Underneath the water. 
that the heat from the meteor caused it to hatch. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that, you know what? That tracks, you know? That's just that's just how it works, right? Like that that's why uh every time Science. a meteor lands, you have to fight off a giant monster. Science. Science. Yeah. <laughs> Science. Also, the monster's only supposed to be like 6 months old. I think they they like cuz they they give a direct time length for that. They're like, "Oh, it landed 6 months ago." Which means like this isn't even a full grown one i would guess like it's still got some growing to do like this could be like godzilla sized like this thing could fight godzilla in a movie just saying just saying bring him back i'd be for that bring back the crater lake monster put him in that put him in the new godzilla movies they have like that whole like there's a whole bunch of monsters in that one that are just like awaken you could just do a good nod and you know bring back the crater lake monster i would definitely watch a sequel to this movie I like, would, honestly, I, I mean, there's like a the, ton of sci-fi movies that are on the sci-fi channel that are way worse than this. Like, Oh, yeah. Well, because I, I think this is clearly they were trying to make a movie, right? Like, I think one of the reasons why this is so fun, it's, like, fun bad, is because there's an earnestness behind it. Because, like, right. they weren't trying to make a movie. I don't really know what they're doing with the Arnie and Mitch stuff, but... They were doing they, something, um, but they're progressive. I mean, I, I, I have no problem with that. I really lo- like. I said, there that whole scene with where like um, Arnie's like, "I'm gonna go pick up a girl." Mitch just can't have that, <laughs> right? So they get on a boat, and Mitch picks a fight, and they get in a fight, and neither of them make it, and then they go back together home. And you know what? I'm, that's why I I love those guys. They're uh, they're icons. It's true. It's they're true. Living they're, their truth. They are you know? living. They are living their truth in the seventies, which is very brave. Which is very right. brave. I mean, I don't think. Right. I but like I, I get, but there is like an earnestness throughout the entire movie that I oh, you feel right like these again a lot of time a lot of these actors are first time only actors the robber didn't do anything else this is his only claim to fame he didn't do anything here either <laughs> <laughs> he shot two people got some booze and he got had no lines book. I don't think oh my I think you're right I don't think he had any lines he just uh, walking through the side he's he's he inspired Anton Chigurh okay <laughs> no no country for old dinosaurs he's um, a stinking hippie force of nature <laughs> runs into town and creates chaos and um oh, that's it goodness. so that's it. if you were to make a sequel to this how would you do it I mean, I'm not, see, I think the easy answer, and I think it's the wrong answer, is to make it sort of parry, like, play up the cheesiness. Right, you know? and I think that'll I think kind that's of a ruin mistake. it. Yeah, that kind of ruin it a little bit, right? I like, think you have to do this super earnest, and I think you have to cast, um, you don't have to cast great actors. No, you you should, I bet to... you could bring back half of these people, half yeah, these people exactly. that survived. Like you exactly. could pull like a. Uh, I don't know. Three. I don't know about Mitch. He's he's making those Marvel dollars. So oh, he'll come back. Not. He'll come back when 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 you find well, if out. You could bring him back. He could do the special effects as well. You could bring him back just to do the special effects. Oh, and have you know like what? Cameo, maybe you know he just has a little cameo. Maybe he's working. You know, has a you know I, like we said. I think this should be like. The area is now um, a rich area, right? It's been gentrified, and there's people like now living on the lake, right? Yeah. They're, um, you know, they they're well to do. They have little to no respect for the history of the town and the murders that occurred so many years ago, right? And another meteor just crashes into the water, and Mitch is there. He's running his, you know. He's um, running his winery called um, Arnie's Arnie's Winery, right? Yeah. In memory yep. of his lost in friend memory, and lover. In memory of his fr- friend and lover. And he's there uh, to, He's misspelled yeah. boat somewhere on there. You uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. To have a call back to the misspelled sign, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and the monster awakens. Mitch is there to warn them, but they don't believe him, right? Yep, yep. Because he's I, the last one around that witnessed it, and then mayhem occurs. That would be amazing. Right? That would be. You know what? The 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 guy like the son of the sheriff or whatever. Like you get you got so many people. Daughter. Yeah, fuck the sheriff. 
daughter. Daughter there of the show. There you go. There you go. There you go. Scientist or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, something like that. And then you have like a, you know, you have like a legit fun monster movie. That yeah, would be yeah. that, that would be a lot of fun because especially if you tried to like bring back some of these people whose careers got started with this movie, like I bet you they actually have some good memories of just like, hey, this actually like helps start oh, my career. Like I would love to kind of revisit this. This film and, looks like, like a blast to film. Yeah, oh, 100%. Because you know, like, the beer was flowing on set, mm. and they were, like, relaxing and, like, just having a blast. Because it, it does not look like one of those those sh- uh, shoots where people were, like, really angry all the time and had bad no. memories. It, no, I think all the anger came afterwards when they felt like they got screwed over, right? Well, yeah, and I think that does probably showcase that they actually did have a good time filming it because – yeah. They were mad that it got screwed over, right? Like, I think it would be different if they if it got screwed over and everyone was like, yeah, it was a shit movie anyways. But no, like, ev- everyone was like, oh, mm. yeah, I'm mad this got wrecked because I had a good time filming it. For sure. Did you, um, Full Moon, Full Moon Features came up, right? Yes. Um, do you know what the 2020 release for Full Moon Films is? Um, so are we talking about the, so there's a whole bunch. So mm. when I referenced Primeval's, no, no, no. The 2020 release. Yeah, it's supposed to oh. be coming out in 2020. Primeval, so it's like in, tw- in post-production. So I, I'll just briefly explain that one while while you're before you deliver whatever okay. insane mm-hmm. thing you're about to deliver. So the guy who did the effects for this, like the, ba- the main guy, David Allen, he was yeah. working on the movie and then he passed away. And then they did a kick. They did a Kickstarter to like finish, uh, maybe a GoFundMe, some crowdfunding to finish that movie, basically. And they they made it, and it's finally coming out. But, like, it looks really good. Um, the stop motion looks, like, really good. Um, nice. But anyways, what is their 2020 release? In April of 2020. Oh, April, no. mind you. No, no. Corona zombies. Zombies <sighs> infected with COVID-19. So that means... That me. What must the production of that film had looked like for it that, to be released in April tenth of twenty twenty? That was a zombie movie, and they just dubbed over it. Hundred percent. That was a. They had that movie in the bank, and then they just oh, dubbed they must it have, over. Right? There's they, no. Oh yes, it is. It, it says here right in the Wikipedia. Let me tell you right now. It was filmed over a period of twenty eight days. It consists primarily of redubbed and repurposed footage from Hell of the Living Dead and Zombies vs Strippers. As well as real world news footage about COVID nineteen. Wow, real world news footage. Yeah, see, there's a reason why like Full Moon is not a good company. <laughs> yeah. uh, but they did have those glory days. Those first few Puppet Masters, they're fun. And some, yeah, of, those, some um, of those early dinosaurs. What's the uh, Doll Man's pretty good? Oh, right? Doll Man! Um, Doll Man is a blast. Doll Man is demonic a blast. toys is pretty good too. Yeah, bad. that one is fun. That's was is that baby oopsie daisy? Is that the yeah, stupid? So. That oh my god, straight. that's the best. That's the best doll character. That character is better than Chucky. Sue me. Yeah, there's... baby oopsie daisy. <laughs> what do you want? Kill you. Terrible. Um, character. Castle Freak. I've definitely seen that. Oh yes, we've all. We've, I mean, yep. Castle Freak is a movie. They're apparently remaking that. Really. Yeah, or they already did remake it because I believe Barbara Crampton was involved in the remake of some mm-hmm. some sort. Now, yeah, and I, uh, Stuart Gordon's always good for you know Stuart. Yeah, yeah. Stuart Gordon. Stuart Gordon's a good time. That movie is weird, but I mean, again, yeah. it's Stuart Gordon. So what do you expect? But yeah, so yeah, I mean, who owns the rights to this movie? Even like, I wonder if this is like a a free. Mm. Like, I wonder if this is public domain because it's it's got a. One of the sure instances of public domain or the rights are really cheap is if it has a Mill Creek release. Um, now, they have started spending a little bit more money on some of their productions and some of the rights they're getting. But for the most part, especially the age of this Blu-ray, because this is an older Blu-ray, it definitely was a bundle deal. With Be something. on the lookout for this podcast's first theatrical release, <laughs> Crater Lake Monster 2. Or returned Crater Lake Monster to yeah, Return to Crater Lake. Return to Crater Lake. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I like it. Jason, where can we find you on the internet? Oh, everywhere. You can find me everywhere. Um, bad attitude for you on Twitter. Um, you know, um. A little podcast about the the folks of Riverdale. 
Oh, I have heard of that one. Milkshakes and Mimosas podcast, oh, which I'm on uh, quite often, even though I've never seen a single episode. You know, um, and, you know, um, I write for Bloody Good Horror occasionally, right? Quote, unquote, for Bloody Good Horror. Great quote unquote. Allegedly. 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 Well, thank Um, you. Thank you for joining joining this this movie. Because it's just I I, I thought that this would be good because we were originally gonna tackle Kong. Oh man. Thank you for switching from and and I wanna make this clear. King Kong's one of my favorite films of all time. Yeah. Um but like I had um Blood Horde uh, asked me to to work on a, a project where I did like um, or I pitched a Blake Horror doing like a monster po- uh, podcast where I just focused on different monster, different movies, their monsters, how they're created, um, their pop culture influence, right? That never got off the ground, mostly in part because I was like, oh, I'll start with King Kong. And literally, King Kong should be about three seasons of a podcast, right? Oh, yeah. You could have oh, yeah. an entire season, you know, just on, um, you know, just, just on. Miriam, and you could just on Shoesdecker, right? You could just do two seasons of a podcast just on those two dudes alone, and that's without even getting into like the special effects of it. So yeah, yeah, it's so like it's it, too much. It's too it's know? too much. Um, we are definitely going to cover it. It's just going to be a little while, I think. Uh, the other reason why um, now, I obviously I don't like this interpretation. But uh, people have added a lot of racial interpretations to King Kong over the years, and I just think it's probably not the best time it's to there, talk though. about it. It's definitely there. It's not not there. I would. I, I mean, a discussion could be had about it, but I, I feel like the like if it is there, that it's not good. You know what I mean? Like, no, yo, no, no, for sure, for sure, for sure. And I think there is a lot of good in Kong, by the way. Oh for, yeah, especially for its time. And yeah, I think it's. Um, not even just from a special effects standpoint, that's obvious, right? Like, special effects-wise, it's one of the cr- most crowning achievements in film history. In my I opinion. I still think that it is the pinnacle of pulp storytelling with all the oh, ups so and tight. downs of pulp storylines, right? It's such like, a tight so, film, too. Yeah, it's tight. It's tight. Tight, yo. That's not I could mean. sit my 13-year-old down and watch King Kong, and yep. um, she would love it. Like, it, it's it black and white or not, like, it's just... You know, yes. Everyone forgets about like the island and all the dinosaurs on it, but it's so well done. Like it's crazy how well it's done in comparison um, to, to the every, other stuff that was going on. Well, to every yeah. other Kong movie made, let's yeah, be straight. Yeah, that too. Like that too. I, I, yeah. I like Peter Jackson's King Kong, and I like the new King Kong Skull Island was fun, but most things before that are bad. I really do not like the uh, hot seven. take right here. Hot take, ready? Yeah. I like Peter Jackson's King Kong movies better than the Lord of the Rings movies. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. I mean, <laughs> it seems like it's more your jam anyways. Like, uh, yeah, that's true. That's fair. You're just like, um, you're like, I think that's you're like screw I these, think. screw these hobbits. Like, wh- yeah. what's the deal with these hobbits? You right. Know, big old Randy yeah. Newman fan. <laughs> <laughs> As always, you can find this podcast on Twitter by following me at Wine Movie Nerd, or you can email us at milkshakesandmimosas at gmail.com. I wish uh, Randy Newman had done the soundtrack for <laughs> the the Hobbit movies. There, There's two hobbits walking over there. <laughs> Are they eating breakfast or second breakfast or lunch <laughs> or tea? Thank you for entering Triassic Park, and I hope you enjoy your stay. Goodbye. Goodbye.